0: Having told us why we can trust the testimony of the apostles and the prophets recorded for us in the Bible, Peter now wants to warn us that there are indeed false teachers out there who will twist the truth about God and lead many people astray. Not everyone who claims to be telling the truth about Jesus and his kingdom is telling the truth about Jesus and his kingdom. And this is nothing new. It's been this way since the very beginning. Have a look at verse one. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Just as there were false prophets in the Old Testament prophets days, there were also false teachers in the time of the apostles. And so there will also be false teachers among us today. There are several key characteristics of false teachers that Peter wants to highlight for us in our text today. So let's have a look at them in turn. Firstly, false teachers are clever in their deception. False teachers are clever in their deception. We must not think that it will be easy to identify false teaching because Peter says in verse one that false teachers will secretly introduce destructive heresies even denying the sovereign lord who brought them what are heresies heresies are false ideas the difficulty in identifying them comes because false teachers don't say attention everybody i'm about to tell you a lie peter says they secretly introduce heresies they are sneaky they are cleverly manipulative. False teaching is covert, not overt. It's weaved in secretly without you knowing. They say that the best lies are those that contain over 90% truth. One can use truth to disguise a fantastic lie to introduce false teaching that Peter calls destructive in the end. So shrewd in their ways false teachers can be that they can be denying the very sovereign Lord that they claim to be representing. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them. So they are clever in their deception. Secondly, they give Christianity a bad name. Have a look at verse two. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. It's hard nowadays to keep track of the multitude of crazy and shameful ideas about Christianity that are out there. We've seen so many false teachers in recent years in South Africa who encourage people to eat grass like animals, to consume insect repellent, to drink petrol, to fall down or speak gibberish, supposedly by the power of the Holy Spirit, all in the name of Jesus. We've seen false teachers who exploit women and children sexually in the name of Jesus. Of course, the name of Christianity is dragged through the mud because of such things. And Peter acknowledges in verse two, they do succeed in deceiving people, these false teachers. Many follow their shameful ways. It's extremely sad. This is very important for us to hear from Peter because often people reject Jesus because of the existence of the many wacky ideas about Jesus that are in existence out there. Peter is telling us this so that we don't get surprised by false teachers. What we should do is be aware that the existence of false ideas does not then mean that there isn't the true idea. The implication for us of knowing that false teaching exists is that we ought to more carefully seek the truth. We should not throw the baby of truth out with the bathwater of false teaching. And so we have to be on our guard. We have to actively sift through teaching that claims to be proclaiming Jesus Christ and his kingdom and not take it for granted that everyone who claims to be be representing Jesus is representing Jesus faithfully. That's the second characteristic of false teaching. It does give Christianity a bad name and it deceives many people successfully. The third characteristic of false teaching that we see in our text is that it is motivated by greed. It is motivated by greed. Have a look at verse three. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. False teachers often begin their made up stories by saying, the Lord said to me, when I was in the spirit, the spirit gave me a vision. I have a word from the Lord for your life. The Lord is telling me to tell you. Often a pretext for a made up story. Remember what Peter said to us in our previous episode. We can rely on what he tells us because he was actually physically present with the Lord. He saw him and listened to him and heard him. We can rely on Peter because he lived with Jesus in the flesh. A faithful teacher would therefore say, let's have a look at the word that the Lord gave to Peter. Let's have a look at what the Spirit revealed to Peter. A faithful teacher would not point to himself and his made up stories he would point to the words of Peter and the other apostles who were eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ. Peter tells us that the reason these false teachers are in the business of making up false stories is greed. They are motivated by greed. They are after your money. They want to be rich. And so they tell you whatever they think will lead you to giving them more money. The usual made-up story that they all tell at some point is that if you give them money, the Lord will give to you so much more money. The prophet Bushiri is a prime example of this. He's made himself a rich multi-millionaire by exploiting the poor, telling them to give him money so that they can receive more money from the Lord. Greed is their motivation. They love talking about money. The only thing that they love more than talking about money is talking about your money. And so these are just three characteristics of false teachers that Peter wants us to be aware of in our text and we will see more characteristics of false teachers uh, in our upcoming episodes. They are clever in their deception. They give Christianity a bad name with their shameful ways. And thirdly, they are motivated by greed. But don't lose heart thinking that they will get away with their lives. They might run successful churches for years and years and con people, but Peter tells us that they won't get away with it in the end. Have a look at the end of verse one. They bring swift destruction on themselves. Verse three, their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. God will bring upon them the just condemnation they deserve. Don't lose heart. I'll see you in the next episode.